0: needing help, being found, and a Christmas invitation. First, needing help. To be human, as one author put it, is to be one big ball of need. We're needy people. There's not a person here in this church this afternoon that doesn't have countless needs, some of us, have needs pressing upon us right now pressing upon our hearts humanity is fragile our bodies are fragile disease death i'm always aware especially this time of year for some of us lost family members around this time of year how painful it is those that have recently lost family members just last night at nine o'clock i got an emergency call entered in someone's home and i was greeted upon a son who just as soon as i opened the door, he took a step outside the door, embraced me in a hug and cried as his father is in the house who just passed away. And that's not bad enough. Part of humanity being fragile is just how we can all have a sense of being alone at times. It can come and just hit us like a truck. Sometimes we can get into a pretty dark spot pretty quick of even a sense of hopelessness, riddled with fear, anxiousness. None of us are immune to it. Why? Because humanity is fragile. To be human is to be one big ball of need. How true is that? But it wasn't always the case. Imagine that for a second. Imagine that there was a time when humanity wasn't fragile. You can try, but it's pointless to try because we know nothing of the sort. We can't think of it, we can't fathom it. But there was a time in paradise when humanity wasn't fragile. The time before the fall, before the fall when our first parents, Adam and Eve, who were created by God out of a spot of complete love to be loved, and to love when they said to god no thank you they said to god we're off, we're better off on our own and so the rebellion took place and because of the rebellion because of the rebellion humanity then was plagued with dysfunction humanity was plagued with confusion humanity was compl- plagued with l- loneliness with frustration on that day, sin reared its ugly head. Death reared its ugly head. And sin and death are two things that you and I are just, we're painfully, we rub against it. We know it, we know it well. We know the pain of what's brought about, the consequences of sin. Maybe something that we have done that has hurt somebody that's caused consequences, or maybe we've been on the, not a maybe, but when we're on the other end of it, and we've been harmed. We do things that we know are bad for us. We do things that we know are bad for our family, for our spouse, for our career, and we do it anyways. We don't do things that we know if we did do them, it would be good for us. If we did them, it would be good for our family, for our career. That's because of the fall. That's because of the rebellion. All that is to say, you and I, we need help. Paul, we looked at this as a parish a, a couple of weeks ago, as Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 3, verse 9, he says, because of the fall, we are now under the power of sin. And later on, a couple chapters later, Paul says, the wages of sin is death. Some of you are like, Merry Christmas to you too, Father Mark. <laughs> hey? But we need help. And it points to the fact, and I think it's important to feel that, to feel the fact that the humanity, to be human is to be one big ball of need. Feel it, I pray that we feel it right now. But it also points to the fact of being found. Every Christmas, the thing that is highlighted on Christmas, the thing that is highlighted is the fact that you and I have been found. That we've been sought after listen to our first reading Isaiah chapter 62 verse 12 says you shall be called and this is he gives us a name he says you shall be called frequented that's an interesting name you shall be called frequented that is to say you shall be called sought out after someone who's found That's why Christmas, that's why he came, that's why he was born in the manger, to find you and me. I'm always reminded of makes me always think of a a hide-and-seek game. Of course, there was a time when my nieces and nephews, every time I walked through the doors when I got home, my nieces and nephews would say, let's play hide-and-go-seek, hide-and-go-seek. They never got old with it, they never got tired with it. And usually the same scenario unfolded. We would hide in one of the rooms in one of the closets, and we'd hide in the back corner of one of the closets and where it's dark. And in order to be hidden even more, we would throw this big, thick, heavy blanket over us. And waiting for their dad, my brother, to come and find them. And underneath that blanket, my nieces and nephews, I'd always have my phone and I would shine my light to see their faces. And they had the biggest smiles on their face. They were just giddy, excited at the thought of their dad who's soon going to find them. And as we're under the blanket, I turn my phone off and I would turn to them, be quiet. Daddy's coming, be quiet so he can't, he, he can't find us and they get real quiet. They get their last little jiggles out of the way and then I hear my brother walking down the hallway and as soon as I hear him entering the room to about to find us, I say, shh. And they get quiet and then all of a sudden, every time they scream out, poop, poop, poop. (laughs) Our cover's blown, my brother knows where we're at. He opens the closet, sees a, Heard of people underneath the blanket, rips the blanket off, and when he rips the blanket off, here's my nieces and have you, looking up, screaming at the top of their lungs, laughing uncontrollably. And they would say, let's play again. I'd say, okay, in order for, in order for your dad not to find us, let's find another place. And they say, no, let's hide in the same spot. It was then that I realized that they just wanted to be found. They wanted to be found by their dad. They needed to be found. They longed for their dad to find them, to rip the blanket off so that they could just look up up at him and laugh uncontrollably with excitement, the fact that they've been found. Deep down, every one of us, every one of us needs to be found. We wanna be found because we need help. We long to be frequented, as Isaiah says. We long to be sought out after, not just anyone, but someone who can do something about the fall that happened, the thing that plagues us, and that's dysfunction, that's confusion, that's isolation, that's loneliness. We long to be sought out after him. As Romans, Paul goes on later in in chapter five, verse six, says it this way, while we were yet still helpless, At the appropriate time, he came to find us. And that's what he did. There's not a small number of us here, even in this church this afternoon, that maybe feel as if we have a heavy, thick blanket over us right now, and things are maybe especially dark to find us. That's why he came. That's why we're here. That's what the incarnation is, is, the God who made everything out of nothing took on flesh, as Paul says, so as to rescue us, to find us, and to bring us back. What we need to do oftentimes is guard against a little, a little voice in our, in our heads, which is the evil one that says, just stay under the blanket. Don't make any noise. He's not looking for you. Maybe he's looking for others, but not you, not the mistakes that you've made. Not the, not the things that you struggle with, the habits that you have, just stay there because he's not looking for you. I promise you, I promise you on this day right now, this Christmas, he's looking, he wants to find, and he wants to rescue. So a Christmas invitation. Every Christmas is an invitation to encounter a person who longs to make us new, to make all things new. Every Christmas is an invitation to encounter a person who loves you, who thinks about you, who who says to you and to me, you matter. It's a person who wants to set us free with the struggles that we have, the things that press upon us, the things that we struggle with, the mess that maybe we're stuck in right now, he wants to come and rescue. It's what he does. But it requires a response. It requires a response. You and I are needy people. Humanity is fragile. And it requires for us to maybe at times just to make the slightest, the smallest little noise. A noise for some of us we've been longing to even make this day and for some of us that we even feel on our heart right now that the Lord wants us to turn to him and say, Lord, if you're real, maybe I don't even know if you are real, but if you are real, please come because I need to be found. I'm confused, I'm lost, I need help. Will you tell him, will I tell him today that I need help, that I'm in need of rescuing, that I wanna be sought out after, that I wanna be frequented? He comes, we just need to make the slightest cry for help but it's why he came and it's why he was born in a manger.